you are listening to the Healthy Project Podcast with your host, Corey Diambolis. For more, go to healthyprojectpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the Healthy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Dion Lewis. I have my first guest of 2024, a man I've known for a long time. He has a lot behind his name, but what I know Ben for the most is he is a man of coffee and community, a community and coffee, and all things entrepreneurship. Ben McDougal, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate you. Corey, it's great to be here. I've uh, looked forward to sitting in uh, and sharing some space with you uh, ever since this uh, creative season began. Yeah. Uh, so cheers to uh, all the remarkable evergreen conversations you've hosted, and um, it's a treat to be here. Yes. So, no, so I told this story before, but I haven't told it on my platform because it's your first time being here, but the first time I connected with you, and it was, you probably remember, after I've already told you before, but it was so... It was so funny. It was my entry into figuring out, finding community around entrepreneurship. This was 2010, 2011, and I had a platform. I had an idea called Gamify Wellness, and I wanted to create this game around wellness, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I was trying to find people. This was when LinkedIn was not the LinkedIn that it is now, and we had a bunch bunch of people connected. I connected with you, and I was like, and I think I connected with you because you had something about gaming in your title. That's right. But it had nothing to do with what I was This was console <laughs> gaming, like yes. Halo, Guitar Hero days. So I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm going to connect with this guy. Yeah. Maybe I can figure something out. And then um, I messaged you, and you wrote back, and you said, I'll never forget it. I don't know how I can help you, but I'll meet you for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. it. I just came from coffee that had no reason or agenda. Right. And, um, you know, just to jump into the meat, like you ask what gets me up every day. And I think about like the serendipity that awaits us, you know, when you're willing to say yes to adventure, when you have less objectives, um, when you are generous with your time in a way that invites um, some interesting collisions, Mm -hmm. maybe not knowing why. But knowing that if you say yes, it introduces that opportunity. And so um, I think I've always enjoyed meeting new people and uh, find it uh, interesting to learn how people spend their time. And boy, the amount of understanding that folks Mm. who are willing to do such activity, the, the simple act of showing up requires initiative. But when you do you are like blessed in ways that you'll never expect. Right. And the more you do it, the more complex it becomes, uh, the wider, but also deeper the understanding is as you continue to explore people's passions. No, that's real. And, and that's part of why I wanted you in today. Cause I know a lot of people are like, okay, why do you have an entrepreneur on a public health, health equity <laughs> podcast? And I was thinking this has been something that has been on my mind for probably a year. And when we're talking about social determinants or social drivers of health, um, income comes into play, socioeconomic status. And I don't believe people think of entrepreneurship as a way of improving their life Mm. to get out of of their circumstance. So who better than someone who is in the entrepreneur ecosystem where i'm sure you have spoke with people who are way up here 
and all in between. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To how do we get people to think of a better way of improving themselves mm. through entrepreneurship? I've started to call it the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Mm. Um, and I don't want the word entrepreneurship to feel intimidating. Um, and so when we think about like the creative spirit, uh, mm. when we think about uh, the innovative mindset, that translates fairly well no matter w how you spend your time. And so that might be in a health organization where it's a large group of, you know, the team is a lot of people and being willing to like, you know, be the linchpin and, and build without a roadmap. Mm, mm -hmm having that entrepreneurial spirit um, right. will, will help existing organizations stay ahead of the innovation curve, no matter the industry. Um, then you start to like look at activating people's passion and different types of capital when you're encouraging them to explore areas outside of what they're getting paid to do, knowing mm -hmm. that that energy can translate into more action, you know, in their existing role. And then you also have folks who decide to build their own company and maybe turn the side hustle into a full-time effort. And yep. over time, maybe there's the stability of financial capital that emerges and they're able to build their own team, right? But stay connected to those that opened the doors or created some paths that allowed them to get creative in their own way. Um, I'll, I'll jump to a fun paradox. Do you think everyone has a create? Uh, I'm sorry, I jumped to the, my answer. <laughs> Do you think everyone has an entrepreneurial spirit? I feel like everybody has. Yeah, I do. I just don't feel like everybody knows it. I don't feel like mm. people, I think, like you said before, people get fearful of that term because they maybe have a different, they think it means something else. Yeah, I have to quit my job and go raise a billion yes. dollars and be yeah. in the headlines and have this highly successful story. Right. When, it sounds weird, but releasing yourself from the constriction of financial capital Finding things you enjoy, looking for tribes you enjoy supporting and, and community that you like being a part of, like that type of activity will fuel momentum that draws in the types of capital you may want. So using the, you know, maybe it's human capital, maybe it's intellectual capital, mm. uh, maybe it's institutional capital um, as ways of, of attracting more of capital that you don't have. Uh, it, it's like a liberating thing, um, but it does require extra gears. You know, you have to work when someone else doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of a joke, but you have to play 80 hours to avoid working 40. Bar. Bar. And be, the lady making cakes and selling them on the side is an entrepreneur. 100 <laughs> percent you know, you know in mean? fact i wrote about this uh the term small business is like an economic category it, like 99.9 percent .9 of all businesses are in it so i'm not sure what the point of categorization yeah. is at this point but one of the things i find interesting is the the term connects to maybe the smaller business owner or mm -hmm. or the main street less like scalable tech flavored startup but when you use such a term to bring folks together because it, it okay it resonates this is me i'm going to show up yeah once they're in these environments 
Use it if you want, but there are so many better words to describe these individuals. Uh, leaders, uh, heretics, uh, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. founders. Uh, you know, there, there are ways that you can um, encourage folks to use that creativity, use that innovative mindset, no matter who they're trying to, you know, impact mm -hmm. with their business. You talked about different types of capital. And one, one capital that I... Um, thinking about is community yeah. and using community. Can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of community to an entrepreneur and maybe vice versa? Like, what yeah. does that look like? Yeah, yeah. Community is chapter two, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it comes pretty soon after the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think in our connected era, uh, it allows more people to do what they want uh, to do more with less. Mm -hmm. Right. Leveraging community allows you to find customers to do that customer discovery early on. Feedback right. is data. Right. Um, and so knowing that you might have a good idea, but it needs like chiseled in yeah. order to find product market fit uh, so that it's not just cool from your family members but cool from people willing to write the checks. Yes, who don't know um, you. And mm -hmm. so showing up in those environments allow you to let those ideas breathe um, and vice versa allows you to learn from a diverse collection of perspectives uh, that you might not have immediate access to you know, in your existing network. Um, and so the willingness to show up I know it sounds easy, but it's not. You have to say yes when it feels like no. Mm. Um, and then also a willingness to go beyond just what do you do, like getting curious to learn about what other people are doing and um, maybe releasing the transactional networking and trying to build connectivity over a more lasting mm -hmm. experience. Um, and then filling, you know, kind of completing the circle. Um, after standing out, ask, after asking good questions, creating inverse charisma with folks that you're interacting with, almost releasing like the agenda that you have in your mind, mm -hmm. but knowing that it will emerge um, and then following up and continuing to connect dots, introducing others. That art of connection exists so much longer than the moment of maybe an event. Um, over time, this form of generosity builds trust. And as your engaged network expands, it really allows you to caffeinate whatever you care about. Yeah. And you talk about you talk a lot about patience in, in the book, in, in one of the chapters. But I want to I want to connect that to the the networking and building community, because I feel like a lot of people when and correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you this is you know you're about that life. But when people first start trying to connect and build community, and they go to a networking event or to what insert whatever event, they go up to a person. Yes, I sell this. Bye. Here's my card. Mm -hmm. And it it to me, it, guilty. I've been <laughs> been there, but it kind of ruins that connection. How can somebody? What is what is the first thing somebody should do or can do to build to start to build their community or even find a community that will be supportive and understand? Yeah, I mean, uh, showing up and having a, a variety of conversation starters that aren't what do you do? <laughs> there are so many more interesting ways of uh, getting deeper faster. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how do you spend your time? Uh, where are you from? 
Uh, there's a variety. Would you do this if you weren't getting paid? There's a million mm -hmm. different little, uh, you know, ways to captivate a more interesting conversation. But I also think that there's uh, probably value in thinking about the reality that this first degree of interaction probably doesn't get you the value that you look for. Mm. Um, and so trying to drive home like, you know, a sale right in the transactional moment is so uncommon. And the amount of people you'll turn off is much <laughs> higher than yeah. the one person that it might resonate with. And so thinking about, oh, I mean, let's use LinkedIn as an example. Thinking about the second degree the mm -hmm. third degree of connectivity when you're talking to someone almost releases the um, required, hey, I need to make sure to deliver my action right yeah. here, right now. And in the connected air, you're going to follow up. You know, you're, you're able to find them online. Hopefully you'll see them at the next gathering <laughs> right. or find, you know, different folks that start to connect dots along the way. And, and so more of a sequenced mindset will help folks, uh, I know it's helped me, just release the urgency. Yeah, the, it's, that's where I was trying to connect it with patience because it feels like for some people, and I've, I've had some of these experiences where they're so, they're so fearful of, of not getting that next connection or not that next sale that well, they and, missed the connection. And maybe, maybe it's been too long and so now you are in kind of an urgent position yeah right you're trying to uh, make that next sale to ensure this company can survive <laughs> <laughs> um and so i i you know uh, recognize that uh, there's of course valuable urgency as you're building companies um uh, but balancing that yeah balancing that um and and knowing that when you give first um, when you accelerate others, that trust that's built allows uh, more, I think, interest in others helping to connect dots for you. I mean, it's not uncommon for uh, me to ask so many questions that people are just like, so stop. What do you do? <laughs> <What> do, you <laughs> do? <laughs> and then I'm like, it's a secret. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but having that much interest um, in active listening, um, it's interesting how loud listening can be. Mm, absolutely. How loud listening can be. I love that. Talk about when you first started your entrepreneurial journey and how maybe how hard it was to get into it, how easy it was compared to now that we are so connected. There are a lot more um, platforms and software that people can utilize for free. You know what I mean? Like what's the difference between now and someone then and someone trying to start their entrepreneurial journey now. Mm. Uh, so I'm part of the NES generation, right? Uh, the, this group that grew up before the internet, mm -hmm. um, but was at an interesting time when it arrived uh, and was able to leverage technology and now see the world post-internet. Right. Um, and so I think um, the, the biggest difference is that, you know, we are all weird. And <laughs> being able to connect the most like viable audience is much smaller than trying to build a global brand or a national brand using a single medium of one TV or radio channel that mm. used to exist back in the day. Right. And so I also think that is 
liberating because it means that if you can find a thousand true fans, you can have a sustainable business. You, you might not be buying islands, right. <laughs> but it might be an interesting complement to other activities that also might have some financial stabilizations. Mm -hmm. And now you're able to explore areas that you're passionate about. Um, and, and I like to use the word diversified career portfolio. Um, there are more people doing more things without diluting themselves to mediocrity. Mm. And so keeping your eye on personal bandwidth as you say yes to something while saying no to other things, right. being quick to say yes, but also a, a no is better than a long, wrong yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so having kind of that experimentation, a willingness to explore a, a new creative season, right? Versus feeling the weight of a new venture, a new company, a new project. Like, I'm just going to say yes to this. Here are some milestones that I can personally reflect on to determine if this is a good use of my time. And almost being willing to lead in a way that this might not work. Um, mm. Those are some of the capabilities that we now have that might not been as available in the industrial age. Um, and so I just think uh, entrepreneurship, exploring your side hustle, being an entrepreneur, perpetual learning is so much more available um, in our modern times um, that I would go as far as saying I feel bad for people that don't explore some mm. form of entrepreneurial venture. Yeah, I want to. I want to get to um, some some selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this before. Well, I like so, I like how curved up those pages yeah. are, my friend. And you showed me some of the highlights. So yeah. first and foremost, thank you for yes. spending some time with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need this book. Be before I I kind of talk about some of the things I want to talk about because they do they do resonate with me, but I think they will resonate with that person who's like, I'm not happy with where I'm at. Mm. I'm not sad with where I'm at, but I want to start something else. And that's kind of how it started with me. I had this energy for wanting to build and I found it and I would do this for free forever if I could, mm. but I'm blessed to be able to, you know, make a little bit of change off of it as a side hustle. Sure. But there are a lot of people that are, afraid of the side hustle, whatever the case, whatever it is. But I, I really want to talk about um, some of the side hustle stuff, man, because I need more, I need more in-depth answers. <laughs> <And I, laughs> Come on, my 202 pages wasn't enough. Um, no. uh, dude, I've been a, a side hustler uh, most of my career, um, but I didn't know it was called that, mm. right? When I grew up, we were getting expensive pieces of paper to build someone else's dream. Entrepreneurship was not a word. Startup wasn't a word. Like it wasn't nourished in the way uh, education invites mm. students to explore it right now. And so I love that. I'm envious of students <laughs> that are uh, coming up these days. Um, but um, it was it was a way of like accessing the side doors of areas I was curious about, but might not have had the bandwidth capability or understanding to go full time. Um, my example was uh, I went and got a computer science degree to build video games. I went to California, looked at what it was going to be. If everyone's seen Grandma's Boy, that would have been me, yep. like <laughs> bottom of the totem pole, like four <laughs> jobs in an expensive uh. environment. Came back and fell into Internet uh, development instead. But um, 
I didn't realize that you could build something and activate the area that you were so passionate about mm. with something that you uh, crafted on your own uh, through community, in fact, yeah. right? So we built a social network back when MySpace was cool uh, oh. for video game enthusiasts. And so it invited people uh, you know, to have profiles, to share their favorite games, to connect through what they cared about. And uh, we also activated the live event experience. So eSports, before it was eSports, oh, wow. I was playing Guitar Hero in Times Square with BlackBerry down in Disney World, going to E3, oh, you know? Um, and, and so this is an example of how a side hustle unlocked just untold adventure um, and was not like the most obvious way of pursuing uh, my career, but really continued to explore side hustles um and now you've got flight bright uh which is mm. craft beer technology we built a electronic beer flight paddle uh that has a touch screen and yeah has nothing to do with the the platform i love the logo the <laughs> logo is just the logo dope. is sweet <laughs> yeah and yeah the logo is that's a whole story but everyone wanted to make it beer 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 mm -hmm. because our first like embodiment was for craft beer but the electronic serving system that mm. um we ha uh, have in place um was built both from a team perspective from a branding perspective and even from a legal and ip perspective to transcend beer into cheese, into mm. wine, into all these different types of experiences where as a consumer, that plate of sushi arrives, which one is which? Mm. This, is the, this is the question that we can answer with technology and it allows consumers to enjoy it now, but also enjoy it later in different environments. And for a tap room that's serving craft beer, how much more valuable is someone knowing the name of that beer at the grocery store or at the other brewery or yeah. at the different environments than like number four on a washed <laughs> up piece of paper? Right. So that was an interesting path that we pursued. Now we have a craft uh, or a beer festival app as well. And Flightbrite is another side hustle that has like a full story connected to it. Wow. And so I think the side hustle chapter means a lot to me because it's the way that I think I was most hands-on introduced to entrepreneurship. Yes. So there's, there's a part in here where you say winners quit all the time. They just quit the right things at the right time. 100%. Uh, quitting is a good thing. Um, mm. The cousin that most people would put to quitting is failure, but it's not. Um, you, you either learn or succeed. Um, and if you're able to find things that are lasting proper yeses, then great. Mm -hmm. But as I mentioned earlier, a quick proper no is so much valuable, more valuable than a long protracted incorrect yes. <laughs> and right, community, right. customer discovery, those mm -hmm. types of collisions help you get out of your own bubble and recognize that this might be a no or might be a, a pivot. It, it might right. just need to evolve. Usually the original idea is not the one that captures product market fit. Yeah. And I feel like with community, they can tell you in a way, if you, if you foster the uh, safe and positive community, they can tell you no in a way that's not going to make you feel any type of way. You may feel butthurt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's your because your baby's your ugly. Thing, it's your baby. <laughs> <laughs> but they can say, your baby is not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And being conscious of that as you're providing that feedback, right? Yeah. Appreciate the initiative. 
Here's some feedback from my experiential wisdom and remembering that feedback is data. So one person's perspective, that feedback is valuable, but it should be taken with a grain of salt. The more <laughs> right. feedback you collect, the better decision making you will have. Do you feel like people stop before they need to because they didn't get enough feedback? 100%. Like maybe they asked one person, they said, oh, I don't like it. And then they said, okay, never mind. Oh, and in, and in contrast, someone says, great idea, perfect, I'm going to build it. Mm. <laughs> That's all I needed. Just one more person. Just one more person. Yeah. I, I mean, I would suggest that customer discovery is ongoing. Um, and so being willing to invite those collisions um, and also sharing those back with folks who are just as passionate about what they're building as you are with yours. Um, I think that's another huge value when you think about interacting with community. And honestly, customer discovery is the work. Um, and it always is, it just, there's other things that emerge as the journey continues. Right. Right. So there's another one here I, I want to talk about really quickly and it's about patience. And you said the luxury of not needing to make money can lead to crippling procrastination. <laughs> Indeed. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's bar. A I wish I had sound effects right now. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> it is a privilege. Um, to be in such a state where you're exploring commercialization of an idea mm -hmm. um, and it might not need to work in order for you to feed your family. Um, mm -hmm. th that is something that I've appreciated in working alongside of my co-founders with Flightbrite. We'll, we'll stick with that example. It was a hobby that paid. We continued to build it. When we got together, this was fun for me. You know, playing mm -hmm. pinball and talking about a business along the way. Um, and and so th I'm thankful for that. But it also, like, doesn't have to work. And mm. so we can just wait till next week. We can just not do that until it gets done. Um, and so it is very easy to slip into a very uh, procrastinated mm. um, culture. And once that really goes that far, it's, it's hard to activate urgency again. Mm. Um, and so one way to ensure that if you're working on a team um, is to be getting that elephant in the room and, and talking about, okay, we're, we're eager now. What happens if one of us feels a little less interested in building on the timeline of now, you know? Right. Um, and, and that will happen. And so knowing that you need to have flexibility this is not a race it's a dance but people are going to dance at a different pace even when it might have started in sync mm -hmm. um and and having transparency is a good way of maintaining culture and maintaining uh, a team vibe that will evolve but can evolve even if people go different directions still in a similar direction right what about that solo entrepreneur that lone wolves can do a lot yeah that's doing the doing the side hustle doesn't like, same same scenario doesn't need it but they don't have that other person to to bounce off of it's just it's just them what is something for someone like that to stay 
to stay focused in it in um and engaged as much as much as possible yeah i mean you have to be all of the superpowers yes you know <laughs> in, instead of um potentially having um the um, exponential capabilities of more superpowers in the team um and so uh that said, you can get a long ways as mm -hmm. a lone wolf um, if you're willing to uh, turn more gears and right. continue the initiative of showing up, activating and leveraging community. Um, and I've, I've done it in a variety of different uh, creative seasons, and I celebrate the lone wolf. Um, mm. I think side hustles and lone wolves are common. Um, and it's interesting because most folks who explore a side hustle or maybe pursuing a lone wolf, um, kind of environment are envious of those who have burnt the ship and are gone all in or mm. are building a team or raised a cabillion dollars or sitting in the headline. Um, like this, uh, is, it, it, it creates a sense of envy for folks, but know that other folks appreciate like are envious of your like flexibility your yeah. your nimble nature uh, maybe you have stability of a full-time job it must be nice to it. have health insurance right exactly exactly so don't get don't get lost with yeah. by the headline trap um and 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 being patient knowing you'll have to do more um and and maybe thinking honestly about what you're good at but maybe what you're not and as you're in the community environments, creating connection, maybe there's someone else who could be doing something very different, but you groove, you have mm. good times. The type of mindsets are shared, but also not cloned. Maybe that co-founder right. emerges, mm. maybe that new team member emerges over time versus maybe the rushing into a bad idea because I think I need to have a second person or that third person in order to feel a sense of legitimacy. Right. What, what do you feel? Thank you for that. Cause those, those, that was great. There's, there's so many more highlights, but I'm not I'm be mindful of your time. Whatever. This is three hours, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know more. And you probably answered this question for me before, but I want to know more about your, your connection to this book. What was it about this book that made you say, I have to write this? Mm. Uh, the potential regret of not synthesizing. Um, my understanding as from like my own experiences, but perhaps more importantly, um, what I've learned from others. Mm. I've been having coffee at 1 million cups every Wednesday for over 10 years. Um, as an entrepreneur, I've been active in all the other, uh, you know, yeah. ecosystem activities uh, for so long. Um, and with my current position inside the Kauffman Foundation um, as the regional rep for One Million Cups, I'm helping to support teams of organizers um, in rural, medium and large entrepreneurial ecosystems across the country. That type of like, oh, cosmic mosaic <laughs> of collision yeah. um, is is what gives me a lot of confidence in the fact that a the entrepreneurial lifestyle is never a to z and is never the same for anyone right but there are some frameworks there are some you know different things that are important along the way and um being able to like pack that in for first-time founders while 
creating enough wisdom and depth for maybe more of a veteran entrepreneur. Um, I knew I could do it. And I was thankful that I was able to release that potential regret uh, by synthesizing this, even if it was just for my little startup that pays in love. Mm, Pays in love. I love it. For somebody that is listening, that wants to, they like, hey, you, I'm, I'm ready, Ben. I, <laughs> I, I got the idea. Let's go. I got the passion. Yeah. Um, where do I start? Who, who do I talk to? What should be their first step, their next step? Let me take a look at the table of contents <laughs> uh, because it. Uh, I, I it says. Yeah. <laughs> um, so chapter one is ideation. Um, and, and learning how to listen, training your brain, mm-hmm. um, exploring the opportunities uh, that we all have uh, to uh, think about creative things, solving problems, um, and looking at the world in a positive some way. Um, then community, so we've already talked a lot yeah. about that, getting into the mix, um, doing some research. You know, um, This is an interesting shift. Don't hope it doesn't exist. Mm, talk about that. What do you mean? Try to find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Try to find it. Try to find the name that you've fallen in love with too soon. Yeah. You know, like you're just avoiding future complications if you can be honest earlier. Um, And that's not an uncommon misstep. And so um, look for, view the competitive landscape. Um, Appreciate what's there. Think about wrinkles that would separate you. Um, and, and like start turning knobs, right? No one cares about your great idea. Mm. They care about how you execute. People want to see your idea in reality and the more signals of traction, it doesn't even need to be paying customers. The more signals of traction, the more momentum you will captivate, which will, you know, fuel the next knob that needs to be turned. And maybe that's a co-founder. Maybe it's that, you know, website. Maybe it's that uh, next marketing twist that you need to build. Um, And so there's endless things that you can um, continue to build toward a direction with. um, But being honest with your capabilities. Mm. Um, and, and not trying to boil the ocean when it's hard to warm up a cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the mic there. For anybody listening that wants to learn more about you and get to know you a little bit more, where can they find you? Oh, thanks, Corey. I knew this would go fast. You know, I've, <laughs> after we cut, uh, cut the mics, we'll probably be here for another four and a half yeah. hours. Um, so I, I'm super easy to find. I can't wait to learn like what your listeners are building. I am yeah. uh, with you. Like people are like, who are you with? You. Um, it's an interesting state um, when uh, the way that I spend my time is accelerating others, um, mm. th- often through the art of connection but in different ways of investing in your success. And so uh, that's an open invitation for friends who are listening um, and are interested in ways that they can continue to pursue their innovative ideas in an existing company as a side hustle, as a student, or as a uh, you know, full-time founder. Uh, BenMcDougall.com, it'll be in the show notes, yep. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, that has links to me. I live uh, all throughout the internet uh, and uh, just can't wait. Uh, to see what this conversation does uh, for folks who are exploring what's next in their lives. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll wrap it with the way that I sign all my books and 
Uh, even say goodnight to the little one. May the best of your todays be the worst of your tomorrows. Boom. That's it. Ben, appreciate you. Keep building. Yes, thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll holler at you next time.